Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast, uh, the surprise edition, as I'd like to call it. Um, I'd like to welcome our guest. Um, I think we'll go with Kissy, just to change it up, just to make people even more confused, you know? <laughs> uh, so Kissy from flowstate.gg uh, recently listened to on the Tom's on Tom's podcast, I guess, Infinite Boost. Um, so how are you doing there, Kissy? I am doing well. How about yourself? Do uh, I call you Bobby? Is that a switch up bobby whoa it's a switch up for everybody no i, I usually right. go by flash uh in flash the all right. world. um <laughs> or rob or robert or any other uh, derivative of the word of the name robert i don't know it, it goes all over the place <laughs> um so uh i'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be like that person that's uh what was it uh where i'm just gonna like put you on hold for a second here as i shout out all the patrons all right and you're just gonna like awkwardly stand there so you're good it. for this you ready yeah shout right. me out i'll patreon right now yo patreon right now i'm good i'm good um although if you do offer in the future i will definitely uh be sure to thank you no i want but the shout out right now give you me want the, the link. right now all right <laughs> kissy thank you for subscribing to our super duper tier fake uh patreon oh uh, no i'm serious tier. give me the link dude I'll all right uh here i'll, gi- I'll give you okay <laughs> sorry if i'm ruining Ki- this but... <laughs> all right kissy welcome to the patreon welcome squad the five dollar tier all right, all right. that gives you access to uh the rob and kyle show all right a show that's released by myself and uh another one of our co-hosts where we talk about um anything like literally anything so um although the the most like the the selling point is really um my terrible luck at romance. I think that's actually the selling point. So, oh, nice. Uh, a lot of our listeners just listen to it just to uh, see how terrible uh, my romantic life is, so they can feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, it's funny too because a lot of them are actually married and has kids. So, if anything, they're just they just make fun of me even more. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Kissy, uh, welcome to Patreon, welcome squad. Um, other people in this tier, uh, Big C is me, Mike, Mr. C, Mife, Pawn, Poor Judgment, Shorzy, Smitzel Vunkram, V15, and Tim Chu Barker. Thank you very much for being in that $5 tier, supporting us, um, you know, making sure uh, I can pay my phone bill and all that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Are you in the States or in Canada, if, if, if I may ask? I am unfortunately in the States. Well, you say that, but I will say notoriously Canadian phone bills are way too expensive. Um, uh, and uh, health care. Just kidding. Well, it's health- free. <laughs> <laughs> healthcare is, yes, yes. Uh, I won't complain. Um, and then to add on to that, replay combaties, those in that tier, getting a replay from combo. Uh, bon- bon- Tage, I guess is how you say it. Dig Eric, Cloud9, Go Blue Mason, Googly Woogly Woo, which is still the most fun to say, and uh, King Knight TK. Uh, then we got our one-hour combat crew, Sods and Yeet Seeking Missile, and then our two-hour combat crew, Rook, Cursor, Kitty, and your boy Hunty. Thank you all for your support, and it's for you guys and for the rest of the listeners that honestly we're doing the special episode today. And um, this, this, I'm really excited about this because this feels like a little bit of serendipity. Um, <laughs> in that, so uh, how does this even how does how do we even get around to to explaining how this happened? But so I I believe we we first went to like the Tom was having that roulette uh, mm-hmm. thing, and we ended up playing on the same team, but not really knowing what each other was or you know uh, what we do and all that stuff. 
so I was like, oh, cool. We played some games in Tom's uh, roulette thing there. Um, I also got to play with Knox, Phoenix, and Tom. So that was pretty funny because we were like, oh, all the podcasters on one on <laughs> one, uh, one team. Um, uh, but to add to that is uh, afterward, uh, well, one, you had recorded with Tom podcast. So that's, you know, that's a big thing. Um, but then afterward, Smitty Werb, one of our listeners. Uh, so shout out to you, Smitty. Um, yes, Smitty. Invited me with you there. And I was like, hey, you should be on the podcast. And then had us play a couple games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, oh, I realized, oh, wait, no, like we had already met. And not only mm-hmm. that, you were saying that you're on Tom's podcast. And it was just like everything kind of came together. <laughs> um, uh, so not only that, then like I brought up your, I really liked your YouTube video on like the training thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I brought it up on the show and I was just <laughs> expecting it to be like a, you know, like a five minute little, you know, like, Hey, like this is a cool thing. Check it out. We'll just go over it quickly. And then turn out in like a 25 minute discussion on it. Um, and combo has some lots of things to say about it. Uh, so I'm like, wow, this is, this has turned into a saga, saga. I think saga is probably the better word to say. I don't know. Yeah, Sega, Saga. Saga. Did you say Saga? <laughs> is that, is no, that no, no, no. I said oh. Sega, right? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now I'm just thinking of uh, like Saga. early consoles, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, where am I going? With this? Oh, yeah. So essentially, now, now I feel like we can complete it. We can complete the series that we've that, like slowly started creating with your, I guess, kind of your. We'll start off with your thoughts on like our discussion, what you remember, if and I guess if you have anything to say um, about it, if you remember. Yeah, there were mm-hmm. there were a couple things. Um, I, pff, to be honest, Just... I, I don't I don't remember all of them, but there were a couple things. Like okay. I, I remember um, one of the big things was you guys kind of disagreed with the whole break concept, or, or there was some disagreement with it. They um, disagreed. I was not <laughs> so against it, but I think it was more the not warming up after the not warming up after. So I think yeah. maybe that's a good place we can start. Yeah. So what I'll say, first of all, is um, uh, like I said, it was like a five minute break. The reason I said don't warm up after uh, is twofold. First of all, I really don't think you're going to get that cold from five mm-hmm. minutes off if you've just been playing for like 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> if if you get cold in if five do, minutes, then that's yeah, that's I was going to say there's more issues <laughs> at hand than <laughs> than just what what we're talking about. Um, the other thing, too, uh, and there's a really cool book I read called uh, Pressure Principle, mm-hmm. um, the Pressure Principle, something like that. It's by uh, Dr. Dave Alred. Um, and it's just a it's a concept. It, it's a book essentially about um, really high pr- performance or high pressure um moments like Mm -hmm. he works specifically with uh penalty kickers in football where it's not like a a match where there's kind of just even pressure throughout but it's like this one moment which can like decide the entire like game and it's a very high pressure moment Uh, and he just talks about dealing with stress and those moments and stuff like that Um, and he talks about how he likes to um switch things up with training sometimes with his athletes and have Mm -hmm. them um, go in cold and play a match. Obviously not cold, cold. They'll, they'll warm up their muscles, but they won't warm up like any of their shooting or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And the purpose is, is again, to focus on like dealing with 
uh, a level of uncomfort that you or discomfort, uncomfort. Oh man, uh, discomfort that you're not <laughs> that you're not normally like used to, um, and trying to play in that way. It, it helps you deal with when you feel like you're a little bit off and you still need to play because you're still in mm. the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing too is I, I remember they were mentioning that very rarely will you have to ever play cold. Um, especially at the high level, but I disagree because the guys going on stage, there's a there's they have to wait. <laughs> like they they get to warm up a little bit, and then they have to wait before they come on stage. They get all their names like announced, all that stuff. Um, in that time, I, like I said, I I joked about not getting cold cold in five minutes, but you will lose a little bit of like mm-hmm. your mojo. Uh, and they have to start that game after maybe five, 10 minutes of like having to be on stage and feeling like the pressure mount over and over again for the, but sometimes those 10 minutes can feel like um, an eternity because you just want to play the game. Um, so, so that is a, that's, that's a state of cold in my opinion. Um, one that I, I think even at a high level, you'll have to learn how to deal with. Um, I, that's, that's interesting to say. Cause I, I think, like notoriously those first games are always rocky. Like I feel like more often than not, especially if it's in a land setting, whenever a team's not played for a bit, like both teams go up there, that first game always feels very all over the place. Right. Relative right, to right. how a series might develop. So I can definitely yeah, see that. Even even if you've warmed up, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So uh, anyways, and the, the two other quick things is like the, the the other one is that it really just helps with resetting. Um like helping you shift your mindset whether you feel off or you feel cold or maybe you just hit a really bad shot either way all of those require a different form of like mental reset mm-hmm. um so they're, they're all helping with that and then the other one is just most of the time gamers don't step away from the computer enough that's really the big one that i was kind of getting at is like you gotta chill out and like step away from the pc or console if you're a noob. And, mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'll even say in a more serious case because I, I this this is a thing as well um mostly just because i feel uh uh a little more i guess acutely to this or like in tune with this but um like if you're not getting up to walk around like and especially if you do have uh like uh medical conditions um although like mostly i'm thinking essentially blood clots Mm-hmm. Um, which notoriously, um, uh, actually a really, I guess a, a person I was a really big fan of in the Starcraft scene in control, um, had a pulmonary embolism because of blood clots. And the oh, big wow. thing was, um, that like, you know, he, like when, so first he had, he had that and didn't die. Um, before, like before his death, oh. he had that and he, um, he was like, okay, like now I need to walk around regularly. Like you have to be conscious of it. Um, my mom actually had two of them as well. She's still alive, thankfully. Um, oh, no. But but uh, <laughs> it's a thing where it's like if she's on a plane, she's like walking every couple of minutes because there's higher pressure. So she has to be doing that. Right. Right. Um, so like even in that case, like if, if you're sitting for two, three, four hours without getting up um, and you, you know, you have a medical history or possibility of that, like it's just it's just not healthy. <laughs> yeah. I don't no. think humans were designed to to sit um for longer hours i guess so yeah um, mm-hmm. i agree I just, I just, don't go ahead go ahead sorry. no no I, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that right because like um i think i think a lot of us are so drawn that like hey like i'm on a win streak or whatever like i can't take a break but it's like no you should regardless i think everybody should take like a 10 minute break after an hour like regardless. right like especially when you're not 
Like if it's a best of seven series and the games are taking forever, well, okay, you're you're at land. Like that's one time. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you're <laughs> when you're at home, I even if even even if you're scrimming or whatever, like I'm sure you can take a break in be- in between games or. Yeah, um, I it's not I bad. think I think it's different if you're training for land. Obviously, then mm-hmm. maybe you need to work on your stamina and sit there for like blah 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 amount of time. But I mean, it, even like you said, if you're on a win streak and you feel like you're gonna win streaks are mental anyway. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're relying on win streaks to play well, then you that's not a good thing either. You should rely on more than just momentum. Uh, mm-hmm. that's the other thing too. learn learn to shift momentum uh, it's another form of reset so <laughs> we're just well, shooting them out <laughs> yeah no i even think like changing mindset is so important um, yeah because i i even feel lulls where like i'm playing decently but then all of a sudden i'm like oh okay like i'm just tired now <laughs> like you know right. everything starts feeling off again and you're like okay like you just have to shift mentally um, yeah and th- there's sure. definitely something to that yeah um just to go back to your point too mm. i I'm a big fan of um, physical training in regards mm. to esport, like athleticism and stuff. Um, I've worked with a collegiate team, um, possibly working with one or two uh, others next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a big part of my curriculum is physical training. I, I do come from a 100%. sports background. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm going to shout out one of my buddies who I'm going to be on his podcast. As Ooh. Well. Um, Ooh. <laughs> we get a new saga going uh his name is uh healthy gamers no healthy okay. no 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 nerds and wellness but i think oh, his okay. podcast was healthy. his 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 whole thing is nerds and wellness um, okay healthy gamer oh healthy gamer is another person that i was just thinking of sorry uh <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nerds and wellness is um this guy named abe or abilio um super nice guy he's a uh personal trainer or um no physical therapist pt okay Man, I'm mixing everything up. I'm so no, sorry. It's Abe. all good. You know what? <laughs> no, I'm not sorry to you. I'm sorry to Abe because I just messed up. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were saying sorry to listeners. I'm like, no, the listeners uh, are here for me messing up. So no, I just <laughs> feel bad with Abe. But um, he's a he's a uh, physical therapist. Um, and he works with uh, esports athletes, a lot of college athletes and stuff. Um, and meets with them and talks about um all different types of important. Um, aspects of physical fitness in um, in esports, and does some training sessions with them. And he's he's awesome. Has a really cool podcast as well. Um, again, I think it's Nerds and Wellness. I'll double check at the end. But um, he uh, he talks about he has a cool. He did a cool study. I think it was for his thesis where um, he had actually Rocket League players do um, a series of like mechanical tests Mm -hmm. and he would have them doing it in three states either with like no uh activity beforehand or with moderate or with intense uh activity and basically the the findings resulted in the idea that um with elevated heart rate uh before doing not too elevated it can't be too intense but with like uh, a significantly elevated heart rate before learning uh, a mechanical technique or, or working on something mechanically intensive, uh, players tended to do better. Um, and that's, that's not a new concept. Um, mechan- uh, elevated heart rate helps with the acquisition of novel um, fine motor skills. And that's something that's been known in the past, but he just kind of uh, reassured it in the study and, and kind of used it in a new light in, in esports. And it was really cool. And it's it's a cool concept to note. Uh, and it's something to keep in mind when you're training that 
your physical fitness has a pretty um pretty serious impact on your in-game ability no i can i can uh attest to that myself because honestly if, if i ever have a kickboxing class and then i come back and oh play, yeah i'm significantly better than i was before so yeah um i i always feel like if you got a like a good hour hour and a half sweat going and then you then you play sit down like you play a lot longer and i feel a lot fresher oh um, yeah then kind of like it, i feel like sometimes just like this like uh, feeling of uh your mind kind of feeling cloudy you know what i mean it mm-hmm. does very well to kind of brush that aside and you're like refreshed and ready to go oh yeah um, what there's like a i don't know if you ever heard of day nine um no no but um daisy he had a good he he was a StarCraft caster in the back in the day and former ah. Brewdor player and I now never he... played StarCraft unfortunately. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um but he um uh I think he had a quote where he's like, you know, I like working out because then I could just like sit there and feel like I've accomplished something. <laughs> um <laughs> like all day, like the joke. But there is something to it because I cause I feel like sometimes um if you get a workout in like the rest of the day, like no matter what you do or don't do, you're like, Oh, I feel fresh. I think I feel good. Yeah. And then there's a lot of science behind that. And then, uh, um, but if you're just gaming all day and then, then you just feel like (laughs) when you're done the session. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I agree. Um, (laughs) yeah. Do you have any, any more to expand on that or, uh, no, that's pretty much that's, that's as deep as I can get. (laughs) I could get really sciencey, but I think, I think the the topic is is out covered. There. Yeah. Good. Um. So here I'd like to ask as well is, um, because ha- have you been working with a couple of Rocket League people now? Uh, just one on one, or is it more? Yeah. Team oriented? So I I started the whole flow state community. That was kind of my first like, um, foray. Yeah, foray. Great word. Whew. Nice. <laughs> I would not have thought of that. But um, that was my first foray um into uh rocket league instruction um Mm -hmm. and it was basically just a community where i started out with um trying to get just help players find good teammates i would do interviews i had a spreadsheet um i'm still working on i'm i got a secret project to keep working on that uh but i can't say i feel (laughs) like you you have just because you are doing like you did tom's podcast you're my podcast now i'm like i feel like you've like touted the secret project like it just keeps building and building because <laughs> uh it's gonna be it's it'll take a little while but it's cool mm-hmm. uh but anyways it, again it's helping players find teammates and then i would work with those players um do coaching stuff uh, again I, I think i mentioned on tom's podcast I, but um feel I, free to mention it here <laughs> yeah so every week for i think like six months i was posting a um practice topic and mm-hmm. then with each topic i would post three drills to work on that topic um Mm. so i did that for six months and it helped me it helped the community it helped me kind of like build up a repertoire of like stuff to work on with people okay um and and everyone really liked it and um it helped me a lot too because i would do all the training stuff and it got me Mm. a little a lot better um but that was my first kind of bout into that and then when i started doing youtube i kind of promoted the I, I put myself on the website as uh you know a coaching gig and i've, I've gotten mm-hmm. a few there uh, i've worked with a college again i'm working with um another one or two next year um and 
yeah, that's as far as the Rocket League thing goes with coaching. I'd like to get more into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but do it's, you it's do you find because um, do you find because I I know Combo had brought this up when we were talking about it. Is there a distinction between when you're coaching like maybe a general team or like a couple like a individual players? Do you f- do you find yeah. that at all different? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you have to do a good job managing egos. Um, mm. The problem with working with teams is you can't have people um, get upset at each other. Uh, <laughs> I know that all too well. I, I'm currently in RSC. It's like a, it's a, I guess it's like a community run league mm-hmm. for for uh, Rocket League, and um, it's you when you get one like a couple people with egos, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it comes tough. Mess. Yeah, right, right. I'd I'd say that's the biggest thing is learning how to manage egos. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. I mean, people like especially like we're competitors. Like we play the the people that probably listen and you, I'm sure. Like we play ranked. We play a lot of ranked. We care about our rank. We want to get higher ranked. We're we're very competitive people. Uh, so egos can can get into that mix easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah I, I'd like to kind of propose here a question, at least for what you've noticed in Rocket League, because I think, I feel like there's a slightly, there's definitely, um, we had Silent Echo on a while back, um, and he said, like, ultimately, it feels like a lot of coaches are trying to figure out, because um, he was the former former uh, Ghost coach. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of co- like the truth is just like this game is so new and people are trying to figure out what the best way to coach is. It just it hasn't been quite done yet. Um, I agree. And yeah, and so everyone's just kind of guessing and trying to get their best, you know, bet and hopefully that goes well. Um, but I'd like to ask if if at least what you've noticed, um, maybe with players you've had or haven't had, is a lot of times I feel when when I think of Rocket League, it's either it becomes either too many things to work on or to like or you get too specific do you know what i mean like i think it it almost feels like like i'm sure there's a balance here somewhere but it almost feels like when i think of like oh like let me learn this new mechanical skill um and then you start focusing so much on that that the rest of your game falls apart or you're like oh my goodness i need to uh make sure my half lip demos aerials uh backward reads you know are are so (laughs) are so clean and then now you're worrying about 20 different things. So then all of a sudden you start freaking out in game and it doesn't help either. Right. Um, right. So I don't know if, if you've kind of had that, uh, at least with uh, people that approach you about coaching or, or not. Yeah. So I, I definitely think um, there's a, e- esports in general has a long way to go with coaching. Um, do you know Monte Cristo? Yes, I do know Monte Cristo. Um, so I was uh, talking to him about how, um, Wait, like, you were talking to the rebel of Rocket Games, Monty. Yeah, no. yeah. I went to <laughs> a cool. biz- a business conference in Miami, um, and I was just talking about kind of where I was at with with my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Weldon Green? Yes, yes. Um, so same I same just... deal. Wel- Weldon kind of inspired me to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say because th- I, I feel like you're mentioning like over. It's th- a lot of people that just left the Overwatch League. That's why I feel like Monty. Did Weldon did Weldon do Overwatch? Uh, did, I think he's now just League. Yeah, they were. Just, just he might just be League. Uh, but yeah. Monte Cristo did leave League, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. So that's Overwatch how I know League, them. And now he's left Overwatch League. So, 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Yeah, that's how I know them is from from League of Legends. But anyways, I was talking to him about the whole coaching situation. Mm-hmm. He's he's like honestly ninety percent of esports coaches don't really know what they're doing for for two reasons. A is because they're just gamers, not really. They they were never trained in like coaching. You know, they're trying to figure out as they go, right? <laughs> right, and um, B is like the coaching industry in and of itself doesn't have much structure yet uh for esports anyways well uh, mm-hmm. sorry i was just well, gonna mention that like in league of legends every coach is pretty much just some ex-pro you know yeah but that either so mm-hmm. that that's the problem with that there can be a problem with that too i don't i think there's a big difference between a good player and a good coach um mm-hmm. i've seen i've seen really really good tennis players like top players in the world um coach and I've seen really like I I think there's a certain level of um, competence competency that mm-hmm. you need to coach at a high level, but I think past that, it's not necessary. I think past that is all coaching skill, and sometimes being so good at a game that it's almost second nature can kind of be to your detriment when you're coaching. I would say squishy. Mm-hmm can sometimes be an example sometimes he's like so natural or maybe justin's a better example like things come so naturally to him that i don't think he would even be able to like empathize with someone get, who yeah yeah who doesn't know how to half flip right um <laughs> so that's that's where i think things can get difficult with with having a pro coach you well um, it it that makes that's very interesting when i think about justin right because like the breadth of possibility that he has in any moment of the game is just so much larger than any other player. Mm-hmm. And I that's feel cool, like that's a really cool way to word what you just said. So I'm just the, breath I'm the possibility. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Go ahead. Um, so like the amount of possible things that he can do in any given moment, just so vast that mm-hmm. if he goes and he's like, okay, you're a plat or diamond or even champ one player. And you know, your ability at that given moment is I can, either slow the ball down and do a low 50 or I can boom it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe I can boom it left or right. Like maybe that's the <laughs> options I have. Right. Yeah. So for him to go into that situation and get into that mindset, just, it seems so unreasonable in some mm-hmm. sense. Like um, it's, it's so tough too. Cause like, I, I feel like they're also not coaches are not necessarily respected um, as much uh within esports like i because th- I, I came from starcraft in many ways right and i think of that you know the kespa um kind of pro scene where it was like what would happen is it i don't think necessarily the coaches were the reason that all these players or, or teams in korea all of a sudden became crazy good it was like an organization where they went okay let me hire every possible staff member we can and and they um they focused on like regimenting people to like play 12 hours a day and then they <laughs> and and it was almost like they created a system and it was not necessarily the best system for everyone to succeed um but it was a system that far exceeded not having a system an or- mm-hmm. organization or financial backing or uh co- people going over uh, opponents replays so that they can like adjust and stuff in starcraft right um it's it's interesting to think because like when I think of that system, I can't deny it because as soon as League of Legends happened and as soon as Overwatch happens, the Koreans did the same thing that they'd always done for the last 20 years in esports, which is let's make a big 
team with a whole bunch of staff members where like you can have literally a, every player assigned a staff member that's reviewing the opponent's replays for that week and tell them exactly what was you know what i mean yeah no um, i totally agree and i don't even know if that's the best improvement strategy like like is 12 hours a day like because i know uh it, i think it's what around four hours you tend to not be learning um or at least at least efficiently <laughs> like i don't think yeah i, I think, think for it, for novel skill like if you're trying to learn something new i think upkeep can can kind of do that for ever but uh, if it you, you need breaks obviously you can't go overboard but each person's kind of individual with that well and and it's very interesting because like um the in that scene it was very much like the crane players would just be mechanical geniuses like that was it like they just especially in the first starcraft game um which had just there was there was no skill ceiling because there's so many bugs in the game uh so yeah. like you have to individually like micro every single unit all the time because they just do wonky stuff um and and exploiting glitches and stuff was just the thing people would figure out and then the whole meta would change like 11 <laughs> years into the game um that's sick um but but like the it's funny because i i go by flash now but uh the original flash player is the greatest starcraft one player of all time and he had something like what there were there was one point where he lost a game in the last couple of years, and it was the first time he'd lost to Protoss in eleven years. It wow. was like something ridiculous because it was just simply like he's better. Like there's just, there's no um, strategical difference that you could make. It's just in that game because there was so much possibility. Once again, right? He mm-hmm. just he just could do more things than you could do regardless of the situation. That's why he was so dominant. Um, although very different from Rocket League because like even even Justin who can do a million things. If someone can read what you're about to do, you only have one card to work with. You don't have like a thousand cards. <laughs> right. That's true. Anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going with that rant, but uh... <laughs> um, I kind of wrote down some of the mm-hmm. initial. I've been trying to keep track of my thoughts while you say it. Too. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you were mentioning how you didn't think coaches were respected in esports. Um, I don't think so. Because like you, I think of soccer or football or hockey and like i see that gm or that person and there's like they have this notoriety behind them you know what i mean yeah there's there's a respect towards them you know like in many ways they're part of the team they're a big part of the team well they're they're another team's not doing well usually that's the first person they go to right yeah yeah as opposed to the players right they are another player i i agree i i think um i think there's there's some of that i mean i think like verge is but i he's kind of like a celebrity that's why verge was like well known for it but uh, even like weldon i think in in league of legends like i think he was the first like real coach to come onto the scene at least in na and like he he worked with a team it was like tsm or something i don't remember the teams it's been so long and then they won lcs and then he went over to another team and then they won lcs and And then you're like like, okay i guess this guy knows what he's doing (laughs) exactly right and he's a real coach and he's a sports psychology uh masters in sports psychology and like he knows what he's doing and Mm -hmm. um yeah, I, I think I think they're not quite respected in esports, but I think it's because there's so much turnover with them. Again, they're, they're, mm-hmm. no one knows what's happening with them yet anyways. I, I think if if people start to get hired and into some really permanent positions and they start to do really good jobs and they'll start to get notoriety. But I think right now, I think it's just too, there's too much turnover and um, coach 
a lot of people when they hire coaches they're almost winging it a little bit it's like well this guy's used to be a really good player so hopefully he can make our players really good players and you, you never know at that point um i think as well many times at least traditional sports most coaches especially on those like bigger teams are people who have like a list of experience coaching right like yeah. they have a laundry list of things they've done before yeah um, and i think in esports what you tend to do is as a coach you come in and they're like well why should we listen to you you know and while I know that happens in regular sports as well, but that usually starts to happen when the team does really, really poorly, right? Um, right. But in esports, where you don't know what, like what someone's coming from, like that might happen right off the bat, right? Where the, where um, the players themselves don't respond to the coach because they just they don't get it, <laughs> right? Or and maybe because the coach is actually incompetent. But yeah, uh, it works. I think there's ways, a lot but... of reasons for that too, especially in esports. Like age is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's that's an ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's okay to be skeptical, but, um, age can be a factor in, in managing egos as well. I guess I'm going to talk about egos a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but also I think physical fitness, um, mm, interesting. I, I think, um, patience and like understanding and stuff starts to come with the grind like like you see a lot of athletes like steph curry like i i, I love basketball so i'll use them as examples yeah, a lot. I'll, I'll mention kobe because he's like one of my favorites so sad about that but like just like such a respectful guy like lebron too like in in peak 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 physical shape and he's like incredibly respectful even though like i, I don't know it, it, I don't know if you can kind of get what where I'm going with that. I, I get where you're going, and I'll even say this, right? Um, as soon as you have a team game, like, I'd, I know there's a lot of trash talkers, but, like, you don't get a Conor McGregor in a team sport environment. Like, the closest true, you true. get is Ronaldo, right? But over yeah. the years, even Ronaldo has had to... Like, there are 10 other players on the pitch. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, there's only so far you can have an ego when when yeah. you have to rely on 10 other people and you don't like no, team sports require you to manage mm-hmm. your ego, just like a good relationship or something like you, you need to learn how to check your ego. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you cannot be, you cannot function well in a team uh, without um, empathetic and like ego. What's the opposite of egocentric um, behavior, behavior. <clears throat> Sorry. But yeah, no, they require you to check the ego. So. Yeah, like, and it's an interesting thing because, like, I even think in individual sports, especially combat sports, um, it is so interesting looking at ego because it's it's at both a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, because, tennis. So. <laughs> yeah, I you know. know, I can see in tennis, but I, I I think of combat sports maybe because there's a natural, like, yes, other individual sports are aggressive, but maybe because having or inflating your ego is actually bolstering your ability to like be willing to punch someone like you know like yeah. you know no I, I i see where you're going i totally um, agree uh so but what the biggest thing you'll find is the people that overvaluate their ego you know what i mean mm-hmm. um they will hit a point where they crash right yeah um and that's and that's why I think, in some ways, that's why I think we're so fascinated by by people like Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather and mm-hmm. all those types. The thing is, about them mm-hmm. is, there he, he even Conor, it's really respectful when he's not. Like a lot of that is a show. It is a uh, show. No, no, no. But 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess I guess my best example is Ronda Rousey. Do you remember when Ronda Rousey lost? I um, don't. Okay, no. so Ronda Rousey. Oh, I yeah, I think I saw that fight. And what, so, Vasquez what people said is like, okay, like she's undefeated. She's just running through everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but I think what I what I what people would say afterward, and obviously hindsight twenty twenty, so of course they can say whatever they want, right? Hold um, on, you you cut out. For... Oh, I was gonna say, uh, what people said afterward. Um, you hear me? I'm just. Yep. Yep. Uh, is that is that like six forty was when that happened? Just if you want to cut that. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'll look. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> fine. Right. I listen. I <laughs> whatever. Uh, so <laughs> so people people like unedited stuff as well. So you know. Oh, cool. cool. Uh, um. That's the beauty of podcast. So Ronda Rousey, um, what people would say after the fight is that she was almost playing the like the character of someone who has a lot of ego and is pumped up and ready, um, because she wasn't actually feeling pumped up and ready. Ah, that makes sense. And and so, um. And so, what, like, when you think about that, it, that, that's the part where I felt like, like her bravado, her ego, her her everything. Yes, it's a character they're playing as well, right? But I think it does really well to break maybe weaker, mentally strong opponents. Like, there are certain opponents that will break to kind of that pressure, um, but when th- you're faced with the wall of someone who doesn't break it. And you have to like you almost overinflate it. That's what I feel like. That's the moment you see those big upsets. Anyway, I agree. Um, I think mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think a good example in Rocket League is Scrub Killer. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's kind of, yeah, he has that uh, aura to him. That's kind of like like when you see him play ones tournaments and stuff. If you see him stream and stuff, like he kind of mm-hmm. trash. I, I don't want to say trash talks, but like, yeah, there's there's a vibe where he kind of feels above the people he plays usually i don't i i hate to say that if that's not totally true but he's also a kid too like part of that is mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm not gonna go any further on that topic but no, <laughs> you no. know what but I, mean. I mean like <laughs> you, you look at flakes in the rock league scene or um mm-hmm. who was it rettles right standing up with his like non-muscles um <laughs> what i, I was la i was laughing about that because i'm like well what if you had like giant muscles you know what i mean when he when he did that like stand up in dream hack like would it be worse or better you know like pasha biceps just do you just watch counter strike uh no, no no oh there's a player named pasha biceps and he's just uh, like a he's literally a, a competitive weightlifter as well like he's nice. just jacked <laughs> um yeah so uh it's just um i think yeah i think it's so interesting to look at those players and see like as, I think as long as it's not affecting the team, like I, I don't even think a little bit of that is necessarily bad. Um, I've also noticed this as well, and and I'm just, correct me or like I guess uh, say anything if like are your thoughts on this. But um, when I played StarCraft, it was a one v one game, right? And mm-hmm. I think in that game, like you'd be trash talked by your opponent a lot. Um, but at least in Rocket League, I feel more often than not you're trash talked by your teammates <laughs> when you're playing ranked that's and so funny yeah it, I, I don't know like and so 
it's almost funny because now if Rock like if, a, if an opponent ever trash talks me, I laugh. Like I actually laugh because it's like, like I it's it to me it just doesn't happen so often. So when it does happen, it's not something of consequence. Yeah, mostly because like one, I'm used to people trash talking me from Starcraft days, but but two, it's like I'm I'm more like teammates will trash talk you because they're you know they're they're like they're perceiving that you are the reason they're not ranking up i guess yeah right um no that's so funny that you mentioned that because i i didn't put it together but um i've been playing a lot of ones especially Mm -hmm. recently and you're totally right i get way more trash talk (laughs) when i play twos and threes from my teammates than i do or mostly twos um than i do when i play once uh usually people are super nice i actually oftentimes i i get a lot of this where it's like um i hate ones and then i'll like say something nice about how like i do too and like it's it's so frustrating and they're like thanks for being cool like um gg anyways blah 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 like if i beat them they're usually like uh one sucks but and I, <laughs> I always my friend said uh it's like you know, playing ones is like eating your vegetables like you, you kind of <laughs> gotta do it like it's not fun but I like you gotta it. do it i like it <laughs> uh so i've been thinking of it that way um, well and the monsters that only play ones maybe they just yeah maybe I mean, they this, trash this might talk, be me but i think no one's like that. there are Go some ahead. people who who play no ones people too. are like that no 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 i i know what you mean but it's a i think it's a small majority and uh, yeah the maybe, maybe like once but, but all i'm trying to say is like a lot of people you see like oh this person only play ones and i'm like so are they is it because like inherently they actually like that 1v1 like beating one person which is totally fine in itself right or is it because when they play the team game they're not able to cope with like i guess the mental pressures of having teammates and opponents and stuff so I, it's just interesting to me to think about that right like at the same time a lot of ones players like ultimately do really well in RLCS, mm-hmm. but um, they need to adapt and learn to be a team player after they've you know mechanically mastered the game per se, right? Right. Um, so it's it's like like I'm gold what gold two in ones right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm always hovering around champ one in like threes. Okay. So I feel when I play ones, there's two things happen. One, I there's some games I'll. Uh, like it's like a close game and then i lose i'm like oh okay like this this was just like you know my one skill like it it is what it is there's there's a skill and it's a different skill than threes but then there are other games where i just feel bad for the opponent because i'm just like hitting these aerials and (laughs) air dribbling aerials and and ones (laughs) and gold ones (laughs) in gold ones no i mean that's probably why i lose too because i'll I'll go for like silly shots and we'll save it man um but but um I think that's interesting just because it's, it's such a different concept, but I think there, there is, there's something to putting the pressure of like, if I miss this one save, like I, I'm getting a scored on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pressure in ones is, is immense. Immense. So I'll, did, did you have anything to add? No, no, we can, we can, go. I'll, I'll call back to what you were saying about how one's players play well on a team. I, I would argue that I think if you, I think mastering your own mind is, um, a bigger step so i think if you hmm. become really good at ones i think the mental toughness there will will carry over really well um into threes and i think sometimes it can almost make you more humble uh, hmm. because you you understand 
you can you you've dug so deep into your own mind and your own ego that um, I think sometimes it can help you uh, deal with others as well. I could be wrong. That's totally like um, just my opinion. On It'll that. depend on the person, but yeah, yeah. right, there, right, there's right. Something to that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I th- I think at the very least it makes you really mentally tough. Uh, I think it the mechanically and mentally tough. Um, so I think that's why some of it probably spills over well into RLCS. Uh, here, how about let me let me ask you this here. Um, when, for I guess maybe from your own play or from rank play, do you find that often mentality has a bigger effect on people ranking up than necessarily their skill acquisition? Um, because like, I know like what what was this? I when I started this game, I became very good mechanically very quickly. Um, yeah. because I mean, I've mastered other games over time, so I just took those skills and transferred them. And because of that, I knew I could grind and then just naturally, like I hit plateau within, I think it was, th- it was like three months of playing the game. Okay. Um, and it was, it was, it was, it was more like, okay, I've done this, like, okay, like, let me go in training, learn the skill. And then it directly transferred to how well I was doing. Um, um but i find like in diamond and champ and like truth is like maybe i just need to practice a, a, like a normant amount what's the word an, exorbitant an, is that what you're enormous like, a, a nor no there's a word but it, it's actually like an inhumane amount of hours and exorbitant. then eventually isn't that, that a good word <laughs> um and anyways whatever <laughs> um so like a, a certain, like so many hours and then therefore it'll translate to my skill eventually it'll push me up anyway or is it just like if i had a good mentality i'd be naturally moving up faster uh, if that makes sense because i feel like i feel roadblock right now essentially around that champ one area and it's i'm always curious whether it's like if i was taking the right precautions and in the right mindset would i just naturally get through that um get through that kind of gap or is it like, no, like I just haven't been spending enough time in training. Like I really just have to overdo the training. And once again, I'll push through the wall the way I did previously when I was kind of ranking up in the game. Right. Um, so you say, does mentality have um, an impact? Um, I would say it's just as important. Um, mm-hmm. I would say maybe in some ways it's more important. Um, what I'd also make a distinction is that there's kind of two mental games that you're playing uh two sides of the mental Mm -hmm. toughness that's required um and that's in game and out of game um Mm -hmm. so mental toughness in game is obviously being able to like uh keep a level head remain focused like stay stay fast uh aware all that stuff um but mental toughness outside of game is honestly almost more important and that's being super resilient um and being able to focus and um, grind as much as you possibly can, and then doing it more even after that. Like it's being able to like push yourself um, and being able to, uh, I won't say stay motivated, uh, but work hard in the absence of motivation. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the bigger mental game because that's where skills are built and that's where you become a better player is not when you're playing, but when you're training or or practicing playing or whatever um so i I think that mental ability is probably the most important um because that will 
cascade into the rest of it. It will make you train more, which will then improve your mechanical skill. And then it will make you um, be able to play at a higher level. And then every, everything else kind of fall, follows suit. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's totally fair. Because, like, um, I think for me, as well, I feel like I'm a unique case, but but maybe I'm <laughs> just, uh, my ego is too high. Um, but I feel in general, at least what people, and I've said this on Tom's podcast, although now when I look back on Tom's podcast, I don't know if you ever listened, you probably haven't listened to it. It's probably for the best. Um, <laughs> mostly cause there's audio issues with it. So it's a little all over the place, mm-hmm. um, with the timing. But, um, I noticed when I, when I did do his podcast, this is me as a podcaster. I was like. I I went in and there's a I had too much already on my mind of what I want to get out, um, mm-hmm. and it because of it, it ruined the actual ability for a good conversation. I um, see. Uh, like I made some good points, but it was also like it it didn't allow me to elaborate on other points or listen enough, maybe or respond or be in the moment enough because I was always <laughs> thinking of the next thing. Yeah. Um, I get that when I'm conversing. I've been working on that myself. I feel like sometimes I talk too much. I think part of me as a, and I'm cutting you off as I'm doing this. No, no. (laughs) But uh, like I'm a, I'm a coach for a living. Mm -hmm. So like telling people what to do or like how to do it is like something that I do on a daily basis. And I also work with kids. So I have to be very like assertive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just speak of relationship struggles, but like I I don't do a good job with relationships, I think, for that reason, because I mean, I'm very attractive, but like (laughs) I I think I I need to do a better job listening sometimes. Um, Flash says he's Flash says he's unique because he's saying he's attractive. Wow. (laughs) Full of herself. Um, Yeah, Yeah, no. And I I don't even think. In regular conversation, I never necessarily overstep the bounds. I just think in that particular um, conversation with Tom, um, I was like, oh, so cool. Like, this is opportunity for me to, like, maybe it's because, like, as a podcaster, like, I would never go, like, okay, like, let me tell my life story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think when Tom was like, oh, be on my show, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I get to tell my esports thing, and I was a little too too focused on that and too happy with I that. See. um point being self-reflection um <laughs> point being uh the what i what i said on his podcast was that i tend to learn things very quickly and because it's because over the years i've mastered new or i've gotten to like 80 percent mastery of a lot of different things so i know those first steps very well um and it's the last 20 percent that i always struggle with or never push past or um and i think that's why esports is so attractive in some ways because it's like um you know this is what we're all striving like the last little percentage point is the one where you actually have to put in way more time with less motivation right right um so like when i'm motivated to learn something new whether it's um honestly like i got better at this as i went on like because karate and soccer i did all my life but it's also things that started as a kid so it was a little different um when i started kickboxing when i started uh like i learned to sing learned to dance all this stuff right and i won't mm-hmm. say i'm very very good especially my listeners will test i'm not the greatest singer of all time 
but I actually did lessons and like when I was in like high school, um, despite me because I was like, hey, it would be cool to learn how to sing. I'm playing a lot of guitar right now, and I was like, let me let me learn this skill, and um, I can take those like, and especially those initial steps, and just kind of incorporate them pretty quickly. Um, and what I did say in Tom's podcast as well is that I felt StarCraft actually really helped me with Rocket League. Um, because in StarCraft, what you'll do, especially when you're starting out, is you'll learn a build order, right? A series of how you're going to build things and timings and key presses kind of to, to create like an advantage with the amount of troops you have, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you practice it over and over again. So when I was learning the basic mechanics in Rocket League, like fast aerials, um, shooting basically, uh, wall shots, that kind of stuff, I was able to literally sit down and do it like a million times. Okay. Um, but I felt... And this might be unfair, or this might be most mostly because of the scope of the things that I'm trying to learn. I, I maybe I vary it too much over time, um, because I used to go from one skill to the next skill to the next skill, and now I kind of try to do like 50 million things at once or nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, but where it's like, um, the the practical application of the skill to how fast you improve is not there anymore, and the reward, I guess, the reward. Um, the re- before you like when I learn a new skill, I would immediately be rewarded by getting a higher rank. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that would that 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 was very good as a snowball, especially in the beginning. But now it's in detriment because I never learned to acquire a new skill for the sake of having it. I guess yeah. adding it, but not necessarily it giving me a reward that I used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, as you approach the top, the the gains are a lot more incremental, and and your growth is a lot more asymptotic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a big word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it means approaching a line without touching it, right? <laughs> uh, I can ask uh, my other co-host. It's, who's it's a, a math. Physicist. It's a math thing. Um, um, oh, I was a physics major before I switched. Nice. So I love physics. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's it's a math concept. It's a curve that um, infinitely approaches a line, getting closer and closer yeah, without yeah. actually touching. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I think it's asymptote or asymptote or asymptope. I never remember if it's a p <laughs> or a t. Uh, anyways, um, I, so I'll say two things about what you were saying. Um, one is I definitely think that's like a form of like the the form of mental toughness that I was talking about, where mm-hmm. you um, you can sit down and practice the things that. that are that are maybe a bit of a grind. Uh, but two, as you were kind of getting to anyways, um, most people tend to start the like uh, beginner gains is, is the big thing in the, in the mm-hmm. weightlifting community, uh, your body, as uh, your brain as part of your body will, will, um, respond really well to new things, um, at first. Um, and then as you continue to progress through, um, it will, not respond as well to to the stimuli because um it's not like novel enough um Mm. so with weightlifting it's the 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 goal is to kind of switch things up a lot uh not too much but as as much as needed i can't go into that for too long because that would take that would be a big Mm -hmm. conversation but um and the same with rocket league you know try to master a skill and then move on and then try to train it in different ways and attack it in different ways and stuff like that um but yeah as as you 
as you pass that beginner gain hump, the gains become a lot more uh, incremental um, and you're rewarded a lot less, unfortunately. And that's where people start to lose interest or lose motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you're, you're working way harder for like, like percentage points, uh, like 0.001% gains every time. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. In many ways, like you could see someone putting a hundred hours into the game, being like, "Oh, I learned to aerial and do this nice shot," and then being happy with it. You know, I, I, now that I think about it, like if if someone wasn't, I think my intent from the beginning was to be competitive in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, it it's like I'm I feel like I'm bashing my head against the wall, but so be it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's interesting to think about because I think there's many people who will just play a game. Um, he'll just play a game and then be like, "Oh, I've improved significantly, and now I can just call it a day." Like, there's no, there's no, I guess, final goal. But there's, there's something to that as well, because like, if you're not taking the game seriously, now, yeah, this is now really interesting to me because, like, my my approach to Rocket League, because for instance, I've played like FIFA a lot, right? Um. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like a guy who would just play like career mode. Like I just play against AI all the time. Um, okay. And I never, I mean, until I implemented a bunch of mini skills, I guess, within the game's core, like when you're waiting, there's like sh- shooting practice or whatever. But I like never practiced that game to practice. But at one point, I was still like one of the best, I guess, PC players, which doesn't mean much, but. <laughs> at the game because i just naturally had played so much of it that i was better than people (laughs) all right i see i see um but it was it was weird because it was like i i'd never initiate or never thought about it as a game i was trying to prove in um and yet i over the time mostly because i'm playing against like world-class or legendary ai um which are artificially enhanced to be better than your players (laughs) i'd somehow (laughs) gotten better at the game than a lot of regular players so i don't know interesting um but it just that's a weird concept to me because in that game it's like I said it, there was no focus of training so I maybe I never felt the wall right like I never maybe my just perception was so different than what I'm used to when I'm trying How to get old better stuff. So. Uh this was like 2016 so this has been I've been like what 20 <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we um, start to perceive it differently younger too cuz I remember when I was playing competitive mm-hmm. games when i was young anyways what, what were you I, but it might it might literally be the fact that because i never intended that game to be a competitive game that yeah. i actually allowed myself to get better at it through like through not never worrying about it and just playing more you know yeah no that's i think that's huge i mean squishy always says that he his internet wasn't even good enough for the first like thousand hours to even play online games. <laughs> he just played free play for like the first like thousand hours or something. He said, I don't think it was thousand, but it was a lot. Uh, like I, it was, I was joking amount. that, uh, that the rocket league, uh, player base was significantly, but be- get better if we keep having these server problems, because people are actually going to train. Yeah. Uh, Cause when they were having the server problems, I looked at my friends list. Everybody was in training. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it definitely goes both ways though. I mean, I'll, I'll, as much as I tout training as being really important, I didn't start the game that way. Uh, I started with my friends and I really enjoyed it. And I was super competitive and I always have been. Um, but I 
didn't set foot into like training almost ever until I hit like champ. I got to champ two without like ever training. Um, hmm. I just played a lot, but I will say for me playing was training because I was always experimenting uh, in game and like uh, analyzing. I mean, I'm a coach, so like I, I think about things in that way all the time. Um, so it, playing is training and it always will be. Um, but I didn't actually do outside training until after that. that um, that's so curious because that like I this game I'd never touched casually in some ways like I and it's I think it's mostly because I was coming so I was the last uh what I guess since 2017 till so I started playing this game a year and a half ago in 20 what 20 2018 yeah 2018 is that September 2018 is when I started um but before then, I think for the last the two years beforehand, I'd been really into Overwatch. Okay. Um, and I was a I Masters a player. Lot, so. And I was like, I was a captain of the university team. I was Masters player. Master um, is like the second highest rank, right? Yeah. It's under I taught, Grandmaster. I taught a 10-year-old tennis player who was Master in Overwatch. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, just but... You're as good as a 10-year-old anyways. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> just, just messing with you. It's all right. That 10 year old is going to beat me in 2004 Yu Gi Oh! I loved Yu Gi Oh! dude. Um, uh, or Marvels. That kid can't beat me in Marvels. Still, <laughs> I learned when I was 10. Um, so, yeah, no, but I want to say because I had spent so much time in Overwatch, right? Um, and I was kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, like either I, I spent ridiculous more time because especially then it was like Overwatch League is coming out um like this is the game like at the point where it's like this is a good point to be like let me hit gm let me you know try to actually get something from it um and so when i switched when i when i started like really enjoying rocket league um i was like well if i'm gonna do this i need i felt maybe it was to myself in some ways to justify that like okay well if i'm gonna give up overwatch where i'm at that at that wall like i better get to that wall in another game really quickly or else it felt like the overwatch thing was a waste because in some ways I'm like, well, you know, like, let me, let me see if I can still do this in a competitive game. Right. Hit that, hit that top peak that, that okay. I'd never hit before. Right. Like the yeah. closest game I've done is hearthstone. Right. Um, and that's a story in itself, but <laughs> I'll, I'll stop now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I think the difference then is just when we started. I started literally when the game first came that out. Is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so not only did I, I, I didn't know this game would be that big. I, we literally saw it. Do you know what Hacksball is? No. It's like literally a browser game that we used to play for fun when we weren't playing. Like okay. we'd, we'd play League of Legends, Counter-Strike, um, you know, all, all the main games and we would play hacksball it's literally like a 2d you're a circle and you press space when you hit the ball to like hit it um and it was super fun and we literally just saw it as an alternative to hacksball which is so so like rude to say because rocket league is immensely better than hacksball in so many ways well but Uh, sometimes the simple games are the most fun especially if you're trying to play with friends you know what i mean right the skill ceiling is low so that means everyone can play pretty quickly you know exactly and when we started rocket league like we were hilariously bad and so was everyone because the game was so new i Mm. 
I'll I'll have to show you if you really want to know. But I, I used to make like Rocket League videos okay. that were just like we were we were so funny. Is that me? <laughs> that's so egocentric to say. But like my friends were funny. I was not that funny. Um, but like I would record and and I'd I'd make videos, but they were more of like a funny side. And it's actually on the channel, but they're all unlisted because they're all stupid. Um, when when but, are when are the new videos coming out? That's what I actually yeah. I, know. I, I, I'm I'm dude. I've been so bad. I'm almost done with this one. It's been getting really busy just with work and some some consulting that I'm doing. No, of course, of course. I you know what I do like though. There's kind of this like, how do I describe it? So I I've been listening to Dan Carlin's um, Hardcore History. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, but he he does like these like huge history podcasts that are like three or four hours long. And at this point, he releases them like every two or three months. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I'm almost feeling like your videos are starting to become like this event. You know what I mean? <laughs> every <laughs> yeah. quarter, we're going to get a new <laughs> flow state it's, video. It's like, uh, do you know the internet historian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the best. And he like memes about himself. Like I remember at one point he, he like made a, a comment about how long ago something he wa- was. And it was like, it was, it was, it took so long that. By the by, the time they would have finished, I would have had two new videos. Now, <laughs> and it, it was talking about like a hundred years in the future, uh, and yeah. it was it was so funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I'm working. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably like a couple hours from finishing the most recent one. I'm literally just cleaning up the edit. Um, mm-hmm. I just I'm so perfectionist about the edit that I keep like going back. Everything's recorded though. Um, for the for the next video, I'll uh, I'll actually share here. We're in Discord, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to share with you my notes. Check this out. This is how many topics I have right now for videos. Um, not, not this, not this, uh, this, wow. all, all these, each wow. one of these, each one of these will be their own videos. Um, so, so like, to, to those who are listening, it looks like a, uh, like he's coding in JavaScript, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just the topics. And then I have a bunch that are like, like this is one video here pre-written out. This is another one. How to, how to improve by not. Th- these are ones that will come out very soon because I like have already started writing them. These are ones where each bullet is its own topic. Wow. Um, but how to, how to improve faster by shortening your practice duration um how Man, to you just imp- keep like throwing in things that i don't want it to <laughs> <laughs> how to improve by not caring about your rank obviously that that one gets really like psychological um talk about binge practicing which is practicing for too long uh balancing high and low intensity sessions this one is going to come out Can, very soon yeah, i don't know ahead. if you'll ever be willing to do this go ahead but <laughs> if you ever made like a video of like I almost want to call it like generic 50 tips to improve in rocket. Not even 50. I don't want tips. I don't want it to be like, like I want it like generic things that will make you like, like I almost feel like where you take maybe some of all the things that you talk about from all those videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of in a 10 minute video, you go, um, here's a training regiment for year. You know what I mean? Like it almost, cause I think a lot of times with like what I liked about particularly your training video was like, okay, this is something I could regiment myself and like do this a bunch of times. Um, 
but if you're doing the same thing, you know what I mean. Like even if you're pr- changing the practice part of that, the 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 the, the, the ideas you have, mm-hmm. it, it will get stale if you're doing kind of that same format. If, right. You know what I mean? So like I, and I know this is this is like longer, but like I think of like personal trainers and stuff. But like having like almost like a longer plan, where people are like, I don't know if you'd ever ever be willing to do that for anyone or or like. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to thing. sell that if I'm going to give a year. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I'm yeah. thinking of, like, instead instead of, um, you know, when people get, like, the personal like personal fitness things, you just have, like, a personal Rocket League plan for a month. Right. Just, like, sell that to people. I don't know. I That would be pretty cool, in my yes. opinion. But so, so mm-hmm. I'm going to alternate between, um, especially because you're looking at the drills thing now. Um, yeah. Like I, I have drills for so many different topics, like off center passes and redirects with three drills here. Uh, oh, so then you would that would be like your focus for. OK, I like. That. Yeah, I like that. Um, and there's 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 a training pack and then there's two drills that you can do with your team where they, you do like a rotational like um, situation, like goalie taps to the blah, blah, blah. Passer tries to hit the ball high and hard, slightly missing the goal to the left or right side. Shooter is posted up on that side and tries to redirect. So something as simple as that. Um, but you just drill that over. Well, that over looks like again. a sports, like, like that looks like a soccer drill, which is really cool. But it's exactly. Like, that's what a lot of my drills are, are based it, off. But it's definitely, I think, yeah, definitely direction is something I guess I've been thinking about in training in general. Right. And um, sticking yeah. with a certain direction for a little bit until that skill is solidified is something that I think I've been lacking recently. Yeah. So I, and I think that's important. And to be honest, I think drills are something that I do very differently in my coaching sessions mm-hmm. uh, that people really like. Um, we do very little replay analysis, actually. Um, some, but it's not the it's not the meat of my practices. My practices well, are like, mm-hmm. let's figure out a skill and let's literally like sit down and work on that skill right now together. Well, no, I don't think any even pro team, like even sports team will do more than like an hour on like a previous like you know what i mean like there's only yeah. so much you can yeah because ex- because I-, I think you can overload information too right I like agree. i think if you literally went like this is a consistent thing that we were doing in this game that caused us to lose let's practice that all week like sometimes that's all that's required i don't know i not always i think that's always <laughs> what's required yeah no i'm i agree with you wholeheartedly i i think that's part of the problem with um coaching in rocket league in some regards with just the heavy and like like emphasis on replay analysis um and it's hard because for for both sides it seems easier like for the it it is kind of easier for the coaches to just say here hey you messed up with this do this better um and then move on um but even with the player i think they feel like they'll improve more if they're getting more information but it's just not Mm. true um again overload is, is a huge thing and if if i just tell you everything that you're doing wrong it's it's useless uh we need to go really i, I i'm not so, about breath here i'm about depth go really mm-hmm. into depth on on a couple things slowly anyways go ahead no in general i think i think that's definitely the right approach and to add to that so uh what would you do hypothetically speaking, <laughs> hypothetically speaking um, if you have a teammate that when you play a lot of times, if there's a play that happens, we'll say like, Oh, we could have done this differently every single play. <laughs> oh, so they, they like are a little bit condescending or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, just... What would I do about that, David? I don't know. I'd have to see. I'd have to see the interaction. Um, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff. To be honest, I think I'm good at, and I focus on that. I think team dynamics is really mm-hmm. important, and that's part of like my what I do. Um, but I, I think I think talking to both players, understanding where it's at. I think I'd I I might focus if we were doing a replay analysis i would focus more on his problems <laughs> uh, the the goal is to start to get him to look inwards more and realize yeah, yeah, that as as we as well, much as much as your teammates are making mistakes you're making mistakes and you have much more of a direct impact on your own than theirs so let's just ignore it like let's work on what you can work on mm. uh, and yeah you did you watch my how to deal with bad or toxic teammates video uh a while ago yes i did yeah, watch that, it i just it's, it's <laughs> that one kind of that one kind of goes into depth it's, it's more of a how to deal with random bad teammates yeah, but yeah, yeah. but there was one point uh mm-hmm. i don't even remember but it, it was basically that like um your your teammates w- will rarely listen to what you're saying anyways um because they're just focused on their own game a lot of the time or focused on you <laughs> which is a problem too um so there's there's Giving giving that kind of information is useless. Uh, that's why having a coach is great because it's an outside perspective. That uh, I think it's needed in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's finish off with this. All right. Sure. Um, bring it back mostly because a lot of, like honestly, what's the joke? Um, a lot of a lot of what I ask is definitely stuff that um, personally, right? Like a lot of what we talked about is stuff that I personally am trying to improve and, and think about and stuff. So. Um, I'd like to get as much much out of it as I can. So, um, within that, we're gonna go back to that video. Tom's, one last Tom's time. the same way, man. I'm starting to think you guys are just trying to get like free coach. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All that's missing is uh, all, all my information is yours, Flash. Don't worry, I, I don't care about free coach. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But well, then I mean, the idea of a podcast is to also hopefully it, other people are dealing with the same stuff, so it helps them. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, the the part where you write down the one good or bad thing from like oh, yeah. halfway through a training session. Um, is there, maybe my last question is there's like a better or worse way to do that. Cause I think, I think what, cause what I noticed when I started doing it is it would become really general. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Be like, okay, I had good yeah. rotations, but you know, I double committed a bunch. Like that just feels very, <laughs> Right. I mean, the thing is, did you see a lot of overlaps? Like, are you saying you you would pretty much just keep writing down the same thing? Or no, or no. Think... It it uh, next training session it changes. So. Oh, okay. Um, um, I guess I guess what that tells me is inconsistency, but that's something I already knew. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. So wait, what what exactly was the question? Is there a better way to do it? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes and no. I mean, you said it was too general. Then I would say be more specific, <laughs> and that's better. And that's um, it. Well, okay. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, SWOT analysis is something I like to do a lot, um, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Um, so, starting to look uh, not just at. I know um, you mentioned I was... this in Tom's podcast, so I just did keep I? Going. Yes. Oh, okay. I, but, I don't even. But, but yeah. do do explain it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that's a way to get more specific because um, we can think not only that I didn't rotate well, but like my opponents 
were rotating poorly and I didn't take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's a way to get more specific is not just necessarily looking at your play, but looking at what they were doing and yeah, yeah, what, what could you have done better, um, from that regard? Does that make sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so the answer is to be more specific. I know I was kind of joking, but like, (laughs) it is true. If, if you feel like it's too general, then be more specific. Um, the hard part is being more specific, figuring out sometimes. um, Yep. Um, but part of it too is it's 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 a reflection drill, mm. and a lot of times you'll notice with reflection it feels redundant sometimes. But you have mm. to understand that the redundancy is important um, because a you're going for the whole consistency of the routine, um, which is nice, and just the idea that you take a second to reflect is important. Even if you end up reflecting in a redundant way, um, getting yourself into the habit of, of thinking back about on, on what you just did is, is a really important habit. Uh, I did a gratitude journal. I really want to get back into that. I did that for a year for every, every night. Um, and I would notice that sometimes a lot of the stuff was, um, like the same. Um, and sometimes it was really basic. Sometimes it was really, um, what's it called? Uh, really detailed. Uh, the thing about that though, is that a, I started to, I really, I genuinely, and people say this, but like, I started to really appreciate things more. Um, and I would start to look like as uh, the, the best way to say it is the corniest way is like, I would start to look at the bright side of things a lot more often. Um, like if something was going shitty, I would try Cause if I had a shitty day, I still had to write down the three things that I was thankful for. Can I swear? Mm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Listen, uh, iTunes hasn't <laughs> caught on to us yet, so I try. I try to keep it clean, but I, yeah, I've told this. I've said I've told this the combo as well. Is like if ever anyone does like a sweep and finds, because he's usually the one that will swear more than anything, mm-hmm. um, from time to time. Um, but uh, I'm just like, well, we'll just change it to explicit tag. Like it's all what it is, you know. Right. Like, I don't do it until someone's gonna tell me. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my bad. I, I work with kids, so I should have a filter, but I, I didn't for some reason. But anyways, um, if if I was having a if I was having a really bad day, sometimes I swear to my nine year olds, they don't care. They they love it. <laughs> They're like, he's so cool. Oh, I know. Why did you say that out loud? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I really hope I'm none of your tennis tennis nah, parents. They don't care. They love it. <laughs> listening Sorry, to the hour hour and eighteen minutes of rock. Like, not on my end, at it's, least. So. Um, oh was was i cutting out for you as well no so i don't know uh, either way okay good uh yeah regardless i have a local recording and, and the, the the actual file so we'll be we'll be fine oh okay. um it was robot-y but yeah if that's the case then good job uh what was good. i trying to say uh, what um <laughs> no i was just finishing my joke anyway you, you keep going i derailed the thought <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Um, oh yeah. If, if I had a really bad day, I would still have to find three things that I was grateful for. Uh, and it, it put me into a good, good state of mind. Um, the same thing with this reflection is you'll notice that, um, sometimes they'll be really generic and sometimes it'll feel like a waste of time. But then when the, when you do find more specific things, then you start to appreciate them more because you're you're never gonna be at this point where every day like you're (laughs) you're like having like the most insightful like reflection ever like your reflections for the most part most of the time are not going to be insightful um but you have to keep doing them for them to be for you to get those like little gold mines of of insight right um 
does that help yeah no that, that was great um i think this is where we will end it off um it's been wonderful talking to you uh i like i said at the beginning of the show um we kind of started with the rebuttal to uh, i guess our little convo uh during our podcast um and i hoped it was going to grow and um uh it well I, I tried to make that this was very much a, a, a wandering through the wilderness type of podcast and hopefully uh, those who <laughs> listened enjoyed it. Um, so I guess uh, last thing I want to ask you, Kissy, I guess, is uh, well, one, I'll, I'll probably link your discord and your YouTube channel uh, in the description below. Uh, but anywhere else that people want to find you, anything else you want to shout out, uh, now's your chance to do so. Um, yeah, I mean, everything's flow state GG. Uh, you can go to flowstate.gg um to like find all my links but i'm on twitter instagram and youtube i'm not really great at social media but i'm working on it (laughs) i'm trying to be a little more uh active with everything um you know the youtube videos take a lot of work um Mm. i'm trying to get them out as as often as i can um it's a new year i'm turning 20 i'm actually 20 i'm 26 i'm turning 27 in a week um so, you know, I have some goals and I'm actually taking some time away from work to spend more time doing this because I really love it. Um, so I, I have some goals to be a little bit more structured with the with the content. So hopefully things will start to roll out a little bit more often uh, and a little more consistently, um, especially you saw how, how much content I have written down. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's 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 coming along, and I I would say the YouTube is is the best place to start, and that's youtube.com slash flowstategg. There it is. Um, so I guess with this, uh, you know, Kissy, I guess I think next time, uh, if if we do a show, if you're interested, I think what we'll do is best to maybe field questions from uh, listeners. Oh, um, happy to do that. I'd that, I'd actually that, love that. That I think that would be a really good idea to show. Um, you know, like this one was a surprise. That one will also probably be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just popping up on your feet out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely did. And thank you so much for being on here, Kissy. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Goodbye.